Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. Talking golf, it's what we do here every Sunday on Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butinoff from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, home of the 2018 U.S. Senior Open. Thanks for joining us and making what we do a part of your sports weekend. Well, big show for you today. It's been a common agreement in golf over the last 20 to 25 years or so that with the advances in technology and fitness, everyone, especially on the pro tours, hits the ball longer, hits it farther. 300-plus drives, 300-yard-plus drives, pretty common both at Augusta National and on your local Muni. On the PGA Tour, guys are driving the green on 400-yard par fours. Well, the USGA and the RNA got together and published their annual review recently of driving distance. They looked at seven major pro tours worldwide, and guess what? Not a big increase in some cases, actual driving distances declined. That's raised a few eyebrows, and we'll sort it all out today on TD Green with John Spitzer of the USGA, one of our guests. The U.S. has a new Ryder Cup captain. Jim Furyk will take over the reins for the 2018 Ryder Cup that'll take place in France. The Americans will defend the Cup after their somewhat surprising win over the Europeans this past fall, and Team Europe isn't taking that loss lying down. The Euros are gunning to get the Cup back, and they've made some changes to their selection process and how they will choose their team. We'll sort all of that out today with our Ryder Cup guy, T.J. O'Claire from PGA.com, joining us. It's early Sunday morning, the sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7, I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. And if you miss anything from today's show or future shows, find it on iHeartRadio Talk, your favorite shows and personalities your way, iHeartRadio.com slash talk. Jay and Jerry teeing it up with John Spitzer of the USGA as we continue worldwide on American Forces Radio and coast-to-coast on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network. Hey there, did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your Earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. Just call 800-507-1148. Your pain-relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping, plus a complimentary easy-to-use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. 
Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. The show by golfers, for golfers, and your number one source for golf news and entertainment on the radio. It is Tita Green, Jay Ritchie, and Jerry Butenoff back together again and coming to you from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. The 2018 U.S. Open coming to the Broadmoor June 25th through July 1st of next year, 2018. The countdown continues, Jerry, just 483 days away. Make sure you say Senior Open. Senior Open. Yeah. Did I say Senior <laughs> you, Open? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. The, senior yeah. Open. Yeah, the older guys. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it'll be fun. Uh, completely different crowd uh, for the most part than we had playing seven years ago 2008 in 2000 uh, yeah yep. or well almost it'll be 10 years uh, yeah so uh, a lot of the younger guys uh, that uh, will be 50 now or have turned 50 and uh, so it'll be fun it's all part of a big centennial celebration here at the Broadmoor next year 2018 the Broadmoor will be 100 years old and then in 2019 uh, Pebble Beach will be 100 years old and they'll be hosting the U.S. Open for their 100th anniversary out there so couple of fun anniversary golf events coming up here in the States. And that's the U.S. Open. Not that the is US the U.S. Open. Open. Okay. So I make the sure regular sure. one that they play there once a decade or so anyway. Yes. Coming up later in the hour, we're going to talk Ryder Cup. The U.S. has a new captain, Jim Furyk, taking over for Davis Love III. And Britain has changed, uh, Britain, uh, the Europeans have changed their selection process. Much like the U.S. retooled its selection process a couple of years ago, that paid Huge dividends for the American team last fall when they won the Cup back. And we're going to talk to T.J. O'Claire from PGA.com about that later in the hour here today on Tita Green. Right now, from the USGA, John Spitzer is on the Tita Green guest line. The USGA and the RNA recently published their research on driving distance in golf and the results raising a few eyebrows around the golfing world. We're going to talk to John Spitzer about that right now. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi. Thanks for having me on. Great. This, uh, this driving distance in golf review, it's something you guys do, what, annually, every couple of years? How often do you do it? Well, it's annual, but it. That, that's the plan, but the first one came out June of last year because it was it took us a while to get all our ducks in a row, and then we decided that we'll put it out annually, right around the beginning of the year from now on. And what's the whole point behind publishing this and getting this information out there? Well, you know what happens is oftentimes people think of the USG as a bunch of old guys with blue blazers covered with dandruff on the shoulders and that we don't do anything to actually protect the game or use any science or statistics. And and so there's a multiple reasons for doing this. First, we want to say, hey, that's not the truth. What we do is we constantly monitor the situation on, on all the tours as well as recreational golfers, the health of the game. And also we have science and engineers that follow this. And if we find something that that looks like it could be a danger to the game, protect our job is to protect the integrity and the challenge of the game. So we would act on that based on good science and sound facts. By the way, Jerry's on the floor after your description there with the guys with blue blazers and dandruff on their shoulders. <laughs> I'd never heard that one before, so that uh, that's pretty. That good. was not my perception, by the way, John. Just just going to say. Okay, well, that's good. So what what is your role in all this? 
Yeah, I'm the managing director of equipment standards. So I head up a staff of about 20 people, and we're in charge of uh, all the testing of clubs and balls for conformance, as well as uh, submissions of things like tees and hats and shoes and gloves and those kind of things. And when we look at making rules for the equipment, the, the implements you use to play the game, we want to make sure that its skill is the dominating force. And so we use these statistics, especially on the tours, because it's like having, you know, 156 iron binds on playing a game of golf every weekend. So we use those to guide our decisions. Are you at a Far Hills there in New Jersey? Yep. We're right in the back. We, we're we in the back. We have a test range and a, uh, about a 17,000-square-foot test center uh, with lots of sophisticated equipment. Nobody expects to see this kind of thing in the woods of New Jersey. Yeah, I was there about 10 years ago and saw the, saw that, that range and, and the, the Iron Byrons and things like that. It's pretty cool. And uh, you, guys have, you guys have a very important job, and I'm sure it changes. Uh, it's not the same every day or every week, is it? No, that's, that's exactly right. That's an important thing to, to note, too. Thank you for, for bringing that up. Because, you know, if you look at the history of the game, we don't use the long-nosed woods that old Tom Morris uses. We don't use persimmon woods anymore. So while we do think it's important that there is some tradition that we preserve that, we're not going to keep it back in the, in the dark ages with hickory shafts and long-nosed clubs. So it changes from day to day. And, you know, the manufacturers are really, really talented. They have really good people. They have a much larger workforce and research staff than we do. So it's difficult for us to, to necessarily have a crystal ball to see what's being invented. And, and so we are oftentimes playing catch-up, but we do the best we can. John, uh, looking at some of the numbers, and we can start going over into some of these a little bit here. Over the last dozen years, let's say, uh, the increase in, in uh, distance that the tour pros are hitting the ball has sort of leveled off or stagnated. Uh, did that surprise you, and do you think that's surprising to a lot of people that are going to be uh, hearing this? Well, I think it's surprising to a lot of people, and that goes back to the opening uh, remarks where you said it raised a lot of eyebrows. So I think there's a lot of people that don't believe that based on what they see on TV, which oftentimes is, uh, shows the, the longest hitters and whatnot. It doesn't really surprise me if you look at the very first graphs in the, uh, in the paper. You know, they, they, we break out one of the graphs shows where the, the major uh, innovations occurred in golf with, for instance, the titanium woods and then the solid golf ball transitioning from the liquid uh, wound ball. And then the other graph shows where there was rules put in. And there was a, a time right around 2000 and, and shortly after there where we put in rules on the spring-like effect of drivers. We, we updated our tests for the golf ball. We put in limits on the moment of inertia, the, the size of the club head. So we built a lot of fences around current technology, so it doesn't surprise me. I'm actually quite, uh, quite gratified that those fences seem to be holding right now. I think we're in a pretty good shape as far as where the game is. Yeah, the moment of inertia, the MOI. Boy, we haven't heard that term in a while, but it pops up every now and then here on T to Right. So, so you guys, part, part of what you're doing is you, you, with all the new, new technology, and uh, and the fitness craze and everything that's going on in golf, you know, the potential is out there, I guess, for for players to to hit the ball four, five, six hundred yards. But golf doesn't want that, and that's part of your responsibility is to kind of hold some of the technology back. Well, I think that that you know we don't want to limit the human skill. I mean, you can look at the four minute mile or the. Uh, Michael Phelps was swimming, and they're always uh, constantly breaking world records. And we're not trying to stifle uh, the ability of the golfer himself. I think that uh, you know that's very, very important to us. So we keep an eye on that. But but golf is played on outdoor facilities, many of which are at the limit of where they can go for distance. So we have to make sure that you know, since we have limited facilities and the acreage of those is also limited, we have to keep the equipment to stay within the playing grounds that we can test this sport. You tested uh, data, or you looked at data, from seven of the major professional golf tours. Uh, what, what are the seven? Uh, we went to the uh, PGA Tour, the PGA Tour Champions, which they call it now, the Web.com, the European Tour, uh, Japan Tour, 
and then we have the ladies um professional golf association of america and the let which is the ladies european tour and so we look at all of those and they're quite a uh a, dispar- a disparate group one of the things that you know it's important is that we make rules not just for the pga tour the best players in the world we make them for everyone including amateurs and one of the the things that helps guide us we believe that if there's an an equipment issue that really has changed the face of the game we're likely to see it across all tours and you can see that in that first graph when the solid golf ball became so popular all the tours it was reflected its effect was reflected across all those tours yeah 285,000 drives per year is what the the data was was taken from from seven major professional golf tours around the world data from studies of male and female amateur golfers was also included for the first time. So there's a lot to look at here in this annual review. And John, if you've got time, we'd like to keep you around for the second segment and we'll get into some of that, okay? Perfect. All right, that's John Spitzer. He's with the United States Golf Association, the USGA, and the RNA recently published research on driving distances in golf. And that's what we're looking at today with John here on TD Green. Jay and Jerry, we're at the Broadmoor. Scott Cuddy's in Master Control out in San Francisco. And we're back with Tita Green right after this. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. The following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. By now, you know all too well that SR22 Auto Insurance is way more than you'd ever want to pay. You probably thought you didn't have a choice, but you were wrong. Our company specializes in low-cost, very affordable SR22 Auto Insurance for high-risk drivers. We know that mistakes happen, so take pride in being able to offer absolutely free quotes for this very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. We're standing by at 800-758-0725. The only thing you need to do is stop waiting around while your monthly payments stay as high as they are. Our knowledgeable representatives are ready for your call at 800-758-0725. The quote is free, and we'll even handle the filings so you could start saving money every month even sooner. Call 800-758-0725. That's 800-758-0725. Once more, 800-758-0725. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Destination listening for dedicated golfers. T to Green, we're live and in real time on the Internet at SportsByline.com. This show repeats every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time at SportsByline.com. 
get there through our website, tdgreenradio.com. Visit us on Facebook and like us on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter as well at sports at, at sports byline. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butnoff, and we're talking golf today with John Spitzer of the USGA, the USGA, and the RNA continuing to monitor equipment technology's effect on the game of golf. And one of the ways they do that is to research driving distance in golf. They put out their latest annual review, and uh, one of the things they found between the 2003 and the end of last season Average driving distance on five of the seven tours they looked at increased 1.2%, or about two-tenths of a yard per year. During that same period, average driving distance on other, the other two tours actually decreased by 1.5%. As we said earlier, that report is raising a few eyebrows. John, what, what two tours uh, did the driving distance actually decrease on? Well, I don't have the data right in front of me because I'm driving. I apologize for that. I believe it was uh, the Japan tour might have gone down, and I think the ladies' European tour went down also. Uh, it's it's not unusual to see fluctuations in these things as you have players come on and go off based on their overall skill to, to maintain their tour card. Right. John, uh, for the first time, you included studies from amateur golfers, too. How did you do that? Did you show up at charity events, or, or how was your selection process there? Well, that, that's actually the data was collected by the RNA over in Scotland. And what they've done, they've been doing this for many, many years, and they have a handful of clubs across the U.K. that they go to uh, at a time when they're having one of their club championships, and they'll just measure the actual drive distances using lasers, just like you would on the PGA Tour, and they do a little interview with the players to say, what's your handicap, and so that they can collect this data. It's about, um, you know, on any given event, they might get a few hundred, but they get about 1,500, a couple thousand each each year for that. The research on driving distance in golf uh, report, uh, when's the next one coming out? Is it going to be next, the first of the year, or about the same time next year? Yeah, it'll be about the same time next year. I'd expect it to be out probably mid-January, maybe a little bit before the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando, about the same time. It'll include the updates from the 2017 year for all the tours and amateur data. Besides looking at just distance, what do you look at things like club head speed and launch angle, stuff like that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what happens is that, unfortunately, we're limited on that from the standpoint the PGA Tour is just so much more aggressive in collecting data than the other tours. They have what's called a TrackMan radar. I'm sure you guys have heard of it, and maybe yeah, not right. all of your listeners. Yeah. And they'll have it on the uh, on a number of holes during an event, and they'll collect those launch conditions of the PGA Tour players, and those are published on their website. We certainly monitor those because when we test golf balls for conformance, uh, the test conditions, the launch angle that we use, the spin that we use, and the club head speed are, are representative of how those best players hit it. John, have you done anything uh, with uh, irons also? For example, uh, you know, the difference between, uh, you know, the distance that someone hits a six iron now from 15 years ago. Do you go into that also? No, I wish we had that data. That would be really valuable. About the only thing that we've done comprehensively with irons is a study that we did um, a few years ago when the, we had the back-to-back opens at Pinehurst, the U.S. Women's Open and U.S. Open were back-to-back. And we, at the time, uh, we paid all the caddies to mark down how far their approach shots were, what club the, the player was using. And we did that for all the men during the practice rounds and the actual competition rounds of the U.S. Open. And then we did it for the women during the practice rounds and the competition. But after we found the practice round data, we were able to use the men's data to try to set the course up so that it played exactly for the women like it did for the men. The same bunkers were in the play. They were using approximately the same irons. And so we have a really good distribution from that one uh, year with tons of data on how far the, the best players, both men and women, hit their irons. But that's about all we have. We have a snapshot at one event. Yeah. So the perception that... Uh everybody hits the ball farther these days doesn't match up with the reality of the research that you've done. Why do you think that is? 
Well, I think a lot of that deals with the fact that, you know, they, they love to show the bombers on TV, and quite honestly, you know, I, I'm with it too because it's an amazing feat of, uh, of athleticism. Everybody likes to see the bombers. They follow around Dustin Johnson and, and Bubba and, and J.B. Holmes because it's just amazing how far these people can hit the ball. And that's why the Long Drive Association can carry on their own event because it's so popular to see people hit a golf ball that far. I think that it's that, and like I said, the TV stuff. We're going to actually start a little study today, with, not today, this weekend, or, or I'm mean, sorry, this summer, with some interns to have them actually watch TV, record who they're showing, and then compare it to uh, where they fit in the big scheme of things. Are we showing all the big bombers on TV? And that maybe give the idea that, that those represent everybody on the tour. So it's one of the things that we'll just try to get some data and become a little more educated in. Yeah. So in the in the big picture of things, you've got all this data now in front of you. What do you do with it to, as we said earlier, monitor the, the effect of the game on driving distance? So what we'll do is, you know, it's, it's growing up, uh, about, as you said, about two-tenths of a foot. I mean, two-tenths of a yard a year, about a foot a year. Now you look at that. We examine both chronic and acute changes. So when the Pro V1 and Pro V1X came on on the tour and became so popular, you saw jumps in the driving distance of six or so yards in a in a single year. Uh, but there's also chronic creep where you have, you know, if, if we're going up a foot a year in in 20 years, that's seven yards. So at some point based on what we have as far as our venues and golf courses, there's not going to be enough room for everybody to keep moving back. There may be the need to develop some sort of uh, of a rollback or some sort of a, a limitation, a further limitation on equipment. Now, mind you, there is no discussion of that now, but it's one of those things that we keep an eye on. And if we ever do decide that that has to be done, it would involve the discussions of should we bifurcate, should we have separate rules for recreational and professional players. So this is really just like going to your doctor for a checkup. We're going to go and have our regular annual physical, see how we are, make sure we're healthy. If we need to lose some weight down the, the long run, then, then we'll, we'll address that when we get to it. Makes sense. John Spitzer with the United States Golf Association. John, if people want to uh, look at the re- results of this study and get do more research on it on their own, uh, how can they get some of these numbers? Uh, they can go. The whole report's available on our website at usga.org. Uh, and, in fact, I'd encourage everyone to go and look at it. And we welcome your opinions. You know, part of the reason you asked me first, uh, right at the top of the show, why we did it, and one of it is so that we can have this healthy debate. As you said, it raised some eyebrows. There are some people who believe that, you know, we're way, way past due and rolling back the golf ball. Some people say, hey, it's perfect as it is now. It would be nice to have those discussions, and we all pointed to the same data and, and analyzed it our own way and, and then had healthy discussions. So I'd encourage your listeners to go and, and look at that, and if you've got some feelings, let us know. We're, we're happy to hear them. All right, sounds good. That's John Spitzer with the United States Golf Association. John, drive carefully out there, and thanks for taking the time to stay with us a little extra today to talk about the research on driving distance and golf review just out from the USGA and the RNA. John Spitzer. John, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Nice talking with you. Say hi to everyone at Far Hills for us, too, from T to Green. Uh, USGA.org is the website for more information there as well. The USGA and the RNA, that's the Royal and Ancient. They're the two major governing bodies uh, in the world of golf. The USGA, of course, here in America. The RNA, pretty much the rest of the world. And uh, part of their job is to continue to monitor uh, technology's effect on the game, and that's part of the reason why they put together this research study. It's also available at the RNA website, which is R&A, all spelled out, rna.org. And uh, they, of course, if anyone wants to go on there, about, you can learn a lot about uh, the history of golf, and they've always got stuff up there on their website. Interesting that, that what he said, you know, once the uh, ball changed a lot uh, from the wound cores and everything to a solid ball, you know, there was this big increase in, in driving distance, you know, 25, 20 years ago or something like that. And that's where the, some of the older golf courses, you know, came into trouble, you know, containing, containing the advancements, if you will. Now that has sort of stagnated or leveled off. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing something now where, um, 
you know, uh, this report goes back to some data they collected in 2003. So basically, in the last 13 years, driving distances increased three yards on the major tours. Yeah, which isn't much. Not, no, you would, no. you would, you would, you would think. And we yeah. talked about the perception being everybody's really hitting it a lot farther these days. Well, the data says that is not the case. Although some of the some of the really really longer hitters maybe are, but but everybody else is kind of you know, locked in there. Yeah. The 10 longest players in, in one group are 7% longer than average, while the 10 shortest players in one group are 6% shorter than average. So it kind of all And that, balances that out. equates to maybe about 21 yards max from your top guys to the average. So. The study there at USGA.org for more information. TJ O'Claire standing by. He's our Ryder, Ryder Cup guy. We're going to talk Ryder Cup with TJ next here on Tita Green. Stay with us. I'm Eric Newton with your Match.com Together Minute. One of the dirty secrets about our legal system is that the crazy and the stubborn often win cases. And this is because it's usually just not worth the cost of winning a long fight with a crazy person. This applies in personal relationships as well. If you want to win in the short term, just out-crazy the person you're talking to. But be careful. The costs always get paid. In the relationship context, the cost is the relationship itself. Nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody that fights like that. It's irrational. A healthy relationship requires work at the give and the take, not dogmatic insistence on being right. Winning by being crazy isn't winning at all. Take it from me, a former divorce lawyer, practice losing sometimes. It's actually good for your relationship. I'm Eric Newton with your Match.com Together Minute. To learn more about our podcast, visit our website, www.together.show. One in three relationships start online and more start on Match than any other dating site. So if you're single and looking to meet people, you've got to get on Match. They're not only number one in first dates, but in second dates too. Meeting your Match has never been easier. Just go to Match.com slash together and for a limited time, you can try Match for seven days free. That's seven days completely free to search and connect with thousands on Match. So go ahead, create your account now at match.com slash together. That's match.com slash together. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt, and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a roof. Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. 
The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about tips, and the first one being when you receive instruction, encourage your instructor to videotape your short game. A lot of times uh, an instructor will videotape your full swing, but it's very, very helpful videotape your short game. There's so many things that go into proper chipping technique, like the ball back, your hands covering your left knee and your weight forward, and that's hard for some people to see and feel. When you have it on video, it's much more vivid, much easier to get the concept. Secondly, when you videotape bunker play, videotape from behind so they see your swing path on your takeaway. Most important part of being a good bunker player is to take it up outside toward 11 o'clock. Too many people get their hands behind them too early. This results in poor bunker shots most of the time. For more on getting the ball up and down, check out the website, tdgreenradio.com, or visit your local PGA professional. It's America's longest-running network radio golf show. It's Tita Green, Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Jay Ritchie alongside Jerry Butenoff. Thanks for joining us this week on the big show. Ryder Cup next year will be taking place in France, the U.S. versus Europe again. The Americans are the defending champions. Both sides have named their captains. Thomas Bjorn will head up the European Ryder Cup team. Well, Jim Furyk recently was named to captain the American team. Let's bring on TJ O'Claire from PGA.com to talk about this and get his take on things. TJ, how you doing? I'm doing great. Just, uh, you know, loving another Patriots Super Bowl victory. Um, and, and that's about it. It doesn't get any better <laughs> over here. We've had 60-degree temperatures here in New England uh, instead of this winter cold, so things are fantastic, guys. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yesterday I talked to somebody from Connecticut, and they said it's 63 degrees back home. Pretty good, <laughs> it's good been stuff. crazy. We are good getting stuff. a little bit back to reality, no, though. The, the uh, temps have dropped quite a bit. But, yeah, we had a few days there uh, hitting almost 70 in late February, which is just insane. And you've recovered from the Super Bowl. Yeah, you guys stole yeah. another one, didn't you? <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> Not giving it back. <laughs> no, we are not giving it back. We'll take them off and we can get them. You know, they probably shouldn't have lost either of the games to the Giants, and they probably shouldn't have won the last two that they've won. So I guess you're even now, right? Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little Ryder Cup. I figured someday Jim Furyk was a lock to be a Ryder Cup captain. I didn't know it was going to come this soon, though. Anybody surprised by that? You know, I don't think anybody was surprised just because of the way that uh, you know the PGA of America, as well as the pl- as well as the players, have kind of gotten together these last few years with this Ryder Cup committee. It seems like they've really made a conscious effort to get younger with the captaincy. Uh, you know, we had Davis in 2012 before they made any changes, but then that that pick of Tom Watson in 2014, you know, it had a lot of guys a little confused. Um, when it first came out, it seemed like a brilliant pick. You know, he had been a winning Ryder Cup captain before. Uh, the last still remains the last captain to win on foreign soil in 1993 at the Belfry. Um, but, you know, he's not somebody who's around those players all the time. Whereas you go and get a guy like Jim Furyk, not only can he relate to those guys because he's still only 46 years old, but, I mean, he shot a 58 last year on the tour, uh, best score in tour history. He can still win on tour. And aside from Phil Mickelson, there's nobody who's been on more Ryder Cup teams than Jim Furyk. So I guess the only thing that surprised me about it is the fact that I could actually see Furyk playing on that team next year. Um, you know, he, he hasn't really said that he would not play if, if he, uh, you know, made the team on points. I think he still would play. That's something that's come up the last couple times when Davis Love has been a captain. You know, would he be a playing captain? Um, I think he'll do whatever's best for the team. But... Uh, you know, right now I think his focus is on the captaincy, and I, I really am not surprised to see him as the next guy. Have we seen the last of the Tom Watsons and some of the older guys maybe coming back and being a captain? I really think we have. Uh, again, I just get back to, you know, having players who can relate to today's game. Um, and that's no knock on Tom Watson. I mean, the golf ball, you know, it doesn't discriminate against age. We saw that with Watson himself at Turnberry mm-hmm. in 2009. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, being able to have a relationship with these guys, a friendship, uh, you know, Davis Love for the, the two years that he was captain, 
he spent all that time out on the road, on the range, getting to know the younger players. Uh, you know, he had a relationship with Justin Thomas, who, as it turns out, didn't make the team. But, I mean, right now, although there have been no points accumulated yet, that starts this week in Mexico. Um, you know, Thomas certainly looks like an early favorite to be on the team based on his play early on. But, you know, Davis had a relationship with him already, seeing as his son was a teammate of Thomas at Alabama. Um, but, you know, a guy like Furek, he can go out and play practice rounds with a Justin or a Brooks Kepka or something like that. So um, I, I just think that it helps a lot because then they're all on the same page. They're not just showing up the week of and then kind of, you know, going by the seat of their pants. They, they have a plan, you know. I'm sure that uh, Jim's going to be your new best friend now for the last couple of years like you had with Davis. The fact that he could qualify for the team and, and then has a decision to make with playing or not, I would think factors into how he puts together his uh, assistance also. It would have to, wouldn't it? Well, it would. You know, and Jerry, one of the things that they've talked about with this, I don't want to even call it a new Ryder Cup committee anymore because now we're going on three years here, but you're going to have players who are going to be groomed to be captains now, so your vice captains are going to be guys that, that will be eventually captains. So he's already named Davis Love as a vice captain. So let's say Furyk is in a position where you know he's going to want to do whatever he can to put his team in the best position to win. So sure. if that means that he's one of the eight automatic qualifiers, he's going to play. And then to have a guy like Davis Love who is just the winning captain as a vice captain I think you're in pretty good hands. So, yeah, you know, you're going to get much younger with the vice captains as well. So you've got Davis's experience there as a two-time captain. Um, I anticipate that Tiger Woods will again be a vice captain. I don't know that yet, but just his involvement with things. Uh, same for Phil Mickelson, who was pretty much the playing captain at Hazeltine last September, um, who also could very much still make the team. But I think you, you've got that veteran leadership. And it's been, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it being so close to the game. But to me, it's almost been refreshing because you look at these records in the Ryder Cup of guys like Tiger, Phil, and Jim Furyk. They've been in the most, and they just have awful records. They've been on all these losing teams. But to see as they get a little bit older how invested they've become in it, and maybe they were all along and we just didn't notice that, but it's almost like they've taken it personal. You know, they have these awful Ryder Cup records. We've got to do something to fix it, and if we couldn't do it on the course, we're going to do it as leaders. So uh, I, I kind of like the way things are going in that direction. T.J. O'Claire, PGA.com, our guest today here on T.D. Green. So let me get this straight. Did you just say a while back that the U.S. hasn't won on foreign soil since the 1990s? Since 1993. Wow. Tom Watson as captain. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and a lot of people, I'm fortunate enough to do a lot of these shows, and everybody thinks it's an outrageous stat, which it truly is, except the, the Ryder Cup really is, a cyclical thing. And I don't know if this win at Hazeltine is the one that turns the tide for the Americans, but I think it's got them in the right direction when you look at all the young talent. You know, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, Brooks Kepka, uh, Brant Snedeker, Dustin Johnson. You know, it seems like that tide's really turning. We saw all those young European players that were so dominant, you know, through the 2000s, really. And now I think the U.S. guys are starting to step it up. So, yeah, on paper, that stat looks awful for the U.S., and it really is. I mean, you're talking, you know, 20-plus years not winning overseas. But I think it's it's just a whole different outlook and mindset and planning that's going into things uh, going forward. So, again, I'm not saying that's going to spell victory in Paris, but I do think that they're, uh, you know, again, they're moving in the right direction. TJ, there's been some uh, scuttlebutt about uh, the fact that it's in France now for the first time. You know, it, it's not that you know, Scotland, England, location, Spain, right. for example, and that the Europeans, their home course advantage might be diminished a little bit. Do you buy into that at all? Jerry, did you read one of my recent columns? Very <laughs> <laughs> subject. No, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that could be the great equalizer for the U.S. because these European Ryder Cups traditionally, when you go over to an England, a Scotland, uh, you know, Ireland in 2006, Wales in 2010, the home crowd is incredible. You know, you've got all the chanting that you hear at the soccer matches. And I will say this about the European fans. They do travel well. There are loads of them at Hazeltine, loads of them at Medina. Um, so, uh, but, I, but to your point, yes, I do think that, you know, France not being a golfing nation quite like those others that we mentioned, you know, they're more into their, their soccer, uh, they're more into their cycling toward the France, stuff like that. Uh -huh. Um it's going to be very interesting to see what it's like on that first tee because we're so used to, you know, the, the hooting and the hollering. 
Um, and, and I'm sure it's still going to be there. But I do think when you have a destination city like Paris, the American fans will probably travel quite well also. So, um, you know, I, I do think that that home field advantage may not be the same for the Europeans as it usually is. Is this course outside Paris one of the regular stops on the Euro Tour? Is this a, a different venue? Yeah, no, this is a regular stop year in and year out for the French Open that they play. Um, so it's very well known. And again, that, you know, say it, it's the, the European Tour playbook for the Ryder Cups. They, they seem to always go to courses that their guys are playing year in and year out uh, on the European Tour. So really no surprise there. And, um, you know, I, I guess they see that as a little bit of an advantage. But also, with the placement, I, I'm going to have to look at the schedule again, but the French Open traditionally is played fairly close to um, the British Open and the PGA Championship. So you actually have a lot of guys that, uh, you know, up there in the world ranking who actually hang out over there to play in the event. And I think you, you're probably going to see that these next couple of years with, you know, Furyk maybe kind of giving a nudge to those top players. You know, it's a chance for you to not only go over there and give it a look, but to also make some money, too. Euros uh, haven't taken that loss last fall lying down. They've taken a page out of the American playbook, and they've kind of retooled some of the things they're doing, including their selection process for naming the team. Yes, they have. You know, Bjorn, I think, saw what the the Americans did by kind of uh, chopping things up, not making all the picks at once, Um, also adding an additional pick. I believe they're up to four now instead of three. Um, so, So, yeah, I mean, the goal as we've seen, is to get the hottest players. And the U.S. also made some tweaks, too. I was actually down in Palm Beach Gardens with Jim Furyk. Um, I guess it was the middle, beginning of January when he was announced officially as the Ryder Cup captain. And, and that was something that I asked him about because it seemed to be, uh, you know, the winning formula for, for last year. Waited until the Tour Championship Sunday night to make that final pick and get Ryan Moore. And as it turned out, he was the guy who later that week clinched the winning point for the U.S. So, um, you know, I think that's the direction that Europe was kind of going because, you know, how many times have we seen in previous years? I mean, for me, and it's no disrespect to the players that were on that team, but if you look at the 2016 for the U.S. that just got crushed at the K-Club, um, you know, you had Brett Wetterick, you had J.J. Henry, um, not household names, Matt Kuchar, who was not, actually, I'm not sure about Kuchar, but Zach Johnson, who wasn't necessarily a household name just yet, even though he won the Masters that year. Um, you had a lot of guys in those years who were accumulating so many points in the first year of the point-getting process that it was almost impossible for them to not be on the team. So let's say, you know, in, in this instance, you have a, a fantastic 2017 and you lay an egg in 2018, but you've done enough in 17 right. that you're already on the team. Those are not the players that those captains want to be taking <laughs> to the Ryder Cup. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the changes that they've made, um, you know, I think it's great for both sides and it's great for golf fans because – you're going to see the best golfers in the world. All right. That's the whole idea. Hey, always fun talking to you. Always fun talking Ryder Cup with uh, T.J. O'Claire from PGA.com. Check out his work online at PGA.com. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk many, many more times between now and the next Ryder Cup 2018 in Paris, France. T.J., thanks for joining us today. Hope the family's well and you have a good one, okay? Thanks, guys. Great talking to you. T.J. O'Claire, PGA.com, our go-to Ryder Cup guy. It's always difficult to figure out those European teams for the Ryder and the Solheim Cups because they're working off of two different scales. They've got the point system for the guys that are mostly over in Europe, and then they've got their point system for the guys that are over here, too. Yeah. And, it, and it's tough you know, to look at all that and, and to tidy it all up, but uh, it'll all come to us here. Jim Jurek, the American Ryder Cup captain, Thomas Bjorn, heading up the European side. And Jerry's taking us on tour next. It's TD Ring News right after. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back.
back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Fastest hour in radio, the quickest hour in golf. It's tee to green, another hour just flying by. Not done yet, here's Jerry looking at the tour. uh, PGA Tour has moved to the East Coast at PGA National. Honda Classic, Ricky Fowler is our leader. He's at 13 under, he's got a four-shot lead. He's not won with a three third round lead. Did you know that? I didn't know that. 0 for 4. Every time he's won, he's come from behind in mm. the final round. So this will be interesting. Uh, Terrell Hatton from uh, England is second at minus 9. Then there's a group of five players at 7 under and then six more, no, 12 more wow. at 6 under. Yeah. So if Ricky stumbles at all, there's 15 guys or more that could jump on in there. So it'll be interesting to see Uh, Coverage today on NBC. The LPGA event has completed there in Thailand at the Siam Country Club. Amy Yang with a couple of, uh, well, she shot 65, 66, 67, 68. Not in that order, but she's got a small straight going on if you've ever played (laughs) Yahtzee. (laughs) She she finished minus 22, a five-shot win over Soyeon Yu, and Se-Young Kim was third. All right, sounds good. Big thank yous today to our guest, T.J. O'Clair. You just heard him from PGA.com. Be sure to get online, check out his great work that he does, not just with the Ryder Cup, but all of golf. Thanks to T.J. for taking the time. And to John Spitzer of the United States Golf Association. For more info on the driving distance study, go to the USGA website. That's USGA.org for more information. And that's pretty much going to do it for today's show. Good to be back with you, Jerry. We'll be together here for the next few weeks as my traveling is done for a while anyway and uh, thanks for joining us on the show today till next time hit them long hit them straight